And as we do every Monday morning, we want to check in with our friends at Cranes. Brand new issue on the newsstands. Lots of interesting uh, focus uh, here on our roads and on commercial blight. We welcome in Kelly Root, the executive editor of Cranes Detroit Business. Kelly, good morning. Good morning, Guy. How are you? I'm excellent, thank you. You guys are doing a deep dive into those doggone Michigan roads. I'm sanitizing myself there. Um, (laughs) And as you look at the the $0.07 per gallon gas tax increase, the 20% hike in vehicle registration fees, I guess the, 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 the inquiring mind wants to know, are we getting better roads for our buck? Are we just maintaining the status quo right now? Well, the latter is unfortunately the conclusion um, of our reporting. Um, Chad Livengood, our senior editor, dedicated an entire uh, project to this this week. And, you know, we've argued for years about the best way to fund the roads. And um, the unfortunate fact is is that the the complicated funding formula that we arrived at a couple years ago has not really led to um, the fixes that we need. I mean, we're, we're not keeping up with the deterioration is basically the bottom line here. And um, so there's concerns that unless we do something different, um, we're just not going to be able to even have enough money to perform routine maintenance um, on these roads right now. And part of the discussion, um, of course, as it always does, leads back to taxes. You know, mm-hmm. our current system relies solely on fuel consumption and the value of vehicles to generate revenue for roads. But when gas usage goes down, you know, the amount of money available for fixing roads goes down as well. So there is talk that maybe we need to diversify our, our tax revenue sources for road funding. And there's a plan afoot um, to add a penny to the sales tax that could be dedicated to the roads and also um, discussion that we need to free up the ability for cities themselves to have more um, flexibility in generating uh, taxes for roads, which right now they don't have. Didn't we know this, though? I mean, we remember the original infrastructure, the big infrastructure study that the, the Snyder administration did. And we knew what the benchmarks were to actually improve the roads. And I think during the debate about the seven cent uh, tax increase for uh, on the state gas tax, they said this will keep the decline from accelerating, but it isn't going to give us necessarily better roads. Didn't we know that? We we did, I think. And um, the story points out that uh, Michigan is going to need at least $2 billion a year uh, through the rest of the decade to get just 80% of our roads in good or fair condition. And, you know, as you know, if you've driven anywhere in the last couple of, you know, last month or so, it just seems like this year is, is horrible. Yeah. It's, it's pretty bad out there. So expect more debate on this. It's not going to go away. Would it have been or would the revenue stream have been better had we had no pandemic? How much of that this shortfall or disappointment in the improvement was spawned by that? That's a good question. Um, I'm not sure that's entirely clear. I think that right now with gas prices really high, a lot of people are probably curtailing their driving. And, you know, as I mentioned, that goes into um, you know, how much money is available for roads because mm-hmm. we, you know, we rely so hot, you know, so highly on gas tax revenue. So, you know, on top of this, then we have layered this huge package, $4.7 billion in infrastructure spending. I got to tell you, as, as I looked at the projects that are going to be funded by that, I nerded out and noted that, thank goodness, they're going to give some attention to the beleaguered pumping system that 
<laughs> I, during these very consequential rains we have, have done a miserable job of taking uh, the water off the roads. And, I mean, some of those pumps are older than I am, and they're only supposed to have a useful life of 30 years. So uh, that's that was one of those things that was buried in there that probably didn't get a lot of attention that should have gotten more. Well, I, I nerded out on that, too, because I live very close to I-94. I take it downtown to work all the time, and um, that freeway just becomes an absolute river anytime there's even a moderate amount of rain. So absolutely, this uh, infrastructure money, uh, months of negotiation, uh, the legislature and the governor came together last week on how to spend this huge outlay of funds. And, um, you know, there's there's lots of lots of things in there, including lead line removal, the freeway water pumps that you mentioned, a transit center downtown and new center, um, you know, grants for affordable housing, drinking water. There's a new state park in Flint. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be money put into the state's unemployment trust fund, um, which, of course, during the pandemic needs to be replenished. So it, it took a while to hammer out where the money should go. But it sounds like they have a, you know, a package in place. So in, in terms of uh, blight in, in uh, Detroit, we know that the commercial buildings have been especially vexing. I think the Duggan administration, though some of it has been controversial in terms of who got the money, um, has done a great job of cleaning out some of the residential blight that we've seen. But now he's got a, a hot 100 that he wants to tear down. What kind of What are some of the buildings that we will hopefully be saying goodbye to? He does. Um, this is uh, this is a package that we have today. Uh, they're calling it the Mayor's 100, which is a, basically a spreadsheet that they've put together in the Duggan administration to keep an eye on 100 buildings that have been persistent eyesores and need to be watched for potential demolition. It doesn't mean they're coming down immediately. It means that the city is going to you know, target them and decide whether to take legal action to force compliance through, demo, you know, through tickets, um, or in some cases, some of these buildings are already, you know, under potential redevelopment, and they just need to be sped along. And they include uh, that old YMCA building on Jefferson, with the roof is basically gone. Mm-hmm. Um, the former Federal Mogul site near Chandler Park, uh, the former Lachoy uh, headquarters on the northwest side, Plaza Apartments on Jefferson. Um, there are a number of schools on this list um, because some of those have been you know, vacant and, and crumbling for some time. And basically, the mayor's office is saying that they the criteria for being on this list is is basically how much of an eyesore they are, whether they've drawn a lot of complaints from nearby residents, mm-hmm. um, you know, and whether they're along a major road, that sort of thing. So it's going to be interesting to see how the city does follow up on this list, because you're right. Um, the residential demolition has been a big focus of the mayor for some time. But as he noted in his State of the City speech, it's time to really um, turn the attention to commercial eyesores, too. Yeah, I know it's not on the list of things that we intended to talk about this morning, but I, I, I hope I'm not blindsiding you. But a big story that didn't get a lot of coverage last week is that we saw two major bumps in mortgage rates and that we are knocking on the door to a 5% uh, for a 30-year fixed mortgage. The median mortgage payment has risen 20% in the last year. Do we know what this is going to do to the the residential market? Uh, We know it's been a seller's market for a long time now. Yes. Is that beginning to change? 
That's going to be very interesting. Um, I bought a house myself in July of, of you know last summer, and I'm really glad that I did at that time because I got in on the on the super low you know rates when they were hovering around three percent. So right. um, we we just did a story last week about um, the residential market in Metro Detroit remaining really hot. Homes are selling quickly. They're selling you know near or at um, asking. It's not quite as, as on fire as it was last summer, but um, it doesn't show signs of slowing down quite yet, but I suspect that once those interest rates creep up, you know, we'll have to wait and see what the impact that is. But but that is a significant jump. You're you're right. Well, yeah, twenty percent leap. It, it certainly will have, I think, a depressing effect on this escalation of home prices. And you know, I I and it won't do much to get more uh, housing stock available. And that's been the real problem: is that realtors just don't have the selection and the and the stock to sell that they that they would like. We'll wait to see uh, what comes of it. Uh, Kelly, thanks very much. Have a great week, and uh, every week that you start off with Cranes Detroit business is a good one. We appreciate it. Thanks, guy.